0: Hey, what up guys and gals, I should say, don't want to forget no one. This is Paul back here with another episode of Canine Connections. So today, guys, I'm going to be telling the story of Solidity Cane Corso, LLC. That's my uh, first dog business I started eight and a half years ago. And uh, the the point of today's episode is... I feel like this is really important because not enough breeders do this. When you see a breeder's Instagram or website or social media, generally, it's like you see everything and it's so well put together. You know, you see the perfect puppy picture. You see the champion picture of, you know, the dog at the show ring finishing its championship, or you see the dog competing in an obedience competition or like bite work or something, you know, earning a title, they post like, oh, here's my title. And I feel like all too often, we just like, as breeders, um, post just like the rainbow and unicorns, if you will. Like, Just all the good stuff, you know, and then it creates this false sense of reality for people that are thinking that they want to be a breeder and that they're going to be able to just like hop in this and and buy a female dog for a couple thousand. And then just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make 20,000 my first litter and 30,000 or or 30,000 my first litter and no hiccups, no bumps in the road, just like smooth sailing. This is what I'm going to do. Boom. Just like that. And I got news guys, Uh, that's not how it goes. You know, it'd be nice, like sometimes it it does, but you know, you gotta prepare yourself as if I feel like this applies to any business. You gotta prepare yourself for a freaking battle. Like you gotta be ready to go to war. You gotta be ready to like sacrifice and invest everything. You gotta pour everything you have into this and when you feel like quitting, you gotta keep on fucking going. And it's I was I was just talking to one of my clients earlier. He's became a a, a not just a client, but you know, like a friend, a brother slash mentor to me. And uh, we were just talking earlier today, literally, literally just earlier today. I was like, man, like sometimes I feel like a loser, and. I'm eight and a half years into this, and honestly, guys, like I feel like I haven't done nothing yet like i'm i I genuinely feel like I'm just literally like getting started and like fine tuning my breeding program, and now it's like getting to the point where I'm like, okay, now we're you know um as my old high school teacher would say, cooking with peanut oil, you know, and so and that's eight and a half years in guys like but I was talking to him earlier and and he's like yeah man sometimes it's like that and he told me he said literally I invested my whole life savings into my business like I'm all in and that's the type of of like level of dedication and commitment you have to have like you literally bro like you gotta go all in like there's no i know i know it's it sounds sorry i'm adjusting the mic a little bit it sounds so cliche right like oh you gotta go all in on your dreams and go hustle and no i'm not like it's it's i'm not trying to be like some corny meme or some stupid motivational page because you motivational is only temporary like andy furcell says you need discipline so that's the thing like he literally is like, yeah, I spent my entire life savings on my business. And some months I'm in the negative operating at a loss. And it's like, man, like, it's crazy, you know, because it's, it's like really like, it's having your own business and especially having a dog business, man, it's, it's challenging. Like it, there it makes you it's going to break you down. It's going to make you question yourself. It's going to make you question everything you're doing in your life. It's, it's like, there's been so many times where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why, why am I even trying to do this? Like, what, (laughs) like, what am I doing? Like, and, uh, you know I'll be honest, like right now I'm going through some adversity um I lost two of my frenchie litters, my last two ones, and uh it was sad man it it was it was discouraging, and I'm not gonna lie like the last few months I've just been feeling discouraged and and depressed and just like feeling like a loser, like man, like I took this major l. But like I try not to even like think of it like, oh, it's a it's a loss, you know, like I think of it as a lesson. And so it's like, okay well, next time I'm going to make sure I do this, this and this right instead of this. And so, you know, it's not really a loss because I learned from it and I'm going to improve next time and be more prepared and expect, you know, like, okay this I'm going to do this instead of this. And then, you know, try it out and improve from there. Like, that's what entrepreneurship's about. But, you know, even eight and a half years in, like, there's still to this day, you know, I question myself or like, like I said, I've been, you know, feeling like down in a little rut. And uh, what carries me through though, is the love and passion. Like if I didn't love what I was doing, like if I didn't love Kanye Corsos and I'm not passionate, if I wasn't passionate about them the way I am, bro, I would have quit. Like, bro, I would have quit. All right, let's get into the story. All right. That was, that's just a little intro. As you can tell, I got a lot to say. I'm passionate about this topic for sure. Like I live this, breathe this. This is me the last almost 10 years now I've had my own business, so. Um, the story of Solidity Kane Corso, let's go, I got some caffeine in me, hold up, let me take a drink of my Dutch bros, (sighs) my Dutch bros, if you know me bruh, you know I love me some Dutch bros, that, that large 911 blended bruh, that's my drink, six shots of espresso, and then, um, i wash it down with a couple monsters and a gallon of water, (laughs) That's my, that's my uh, one of one of my Dutch Bros and monsters or my vices. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta cut that out. It's freaking, it's hard though. i I freaking love coffee and especially Dutch Bros. But anyways, the story of Solidity conic Corso. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> that freaking my throat's finally feeling better, not so sore. But every once in a while, I got a little cough. So, all right, guys. Uh, like I kind of briefly mentioned earlier, you know, I started out in 2015. And I got my first Corso um, from uh, Max Tran. In, uh, San. He was in San Jose at the time. He's in the Bay Area now. Shout out to Max um, of Maximo's Kennels. I paid $3,300, boom, got my first Corso, decided to breed them, I was like, heck yeah, and I'm not going to go super into detail about Maximus, because I kind of already did on the first episode, but, um, so you guys know that story if you listen, and, uh, so I got Maximus, and then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to breed him, you know, so, like, I got to get freaking, uh, you know, a female, so I ended up getting two females, and, uh, one of them, actually died after she got her ears cropped and her name was uh mayhem and if you go back on my instagram and look you could see and then uh my other dog so thankfully like she died um after the ear crop so the breeder didn't make me pay for her so that was you know at least they did that that was cool but uh then chaos so she was like my only female corso (laughs) So I waited like two years and and I bred her with Maximus and uh, it was my first litter and I already had people wanting a puppy and I had been growing my Instagram at this point. So I had people that want a puppy. So we breed uh, Chaos and Maximus and Chaos goes into labor and she is like having difficulties. She's like, She was like kind of big, but not real. like not even like you could just tell she looked just like kind of like fat, like not like big. But like you could definitely tell she was pregnant. So I was like, oh, it's probably gonna be a smaller litter because she's not that big. And uh, it was like over 24 hours, like she was in labor. And I was like, man, this is like not not good. You know, like her water broke. I'm like, something's going on. And so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take her to the vet and, uh, you know, figure out what's going on. So I rushed her to the emergency vet, ended up that, uh, she had a genetic health issue with her pelvis and her pelvis was naturally too small to push out the puppy. So like, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing an illustration with my hands, but you guys can't see, but, um, so imagine the pelvis and then the puppy's too small to go through the pelvis to come out of the dog's vulva. So she got, the puppy got stuck inside of it, inside of her pelvis. So had to rush in to an emergency surgery and thank God um, the vet, shout out to Dobson Ranch Animal Hospital in Mesa. They were able to save my dog's life. The vet told me, he's like, man, if, if you didn't get her in the the time you did like you you would have lost her it's like this was like a life or death situation because what can happen is if the puppy gets stuck inside of the mom like stuck in the pelvis or the sack breaks the dogs can get an infection and they can die like it's serious you know it's it's not um nothing to take lightly it's it's very very intense so um the puppy died unfortunately and it was a monster pup and she only had one pup for some reason and so the vet told me you know like hey she's got a genetic health issue with her pelvis so i literally i was like all right well i'm gonna get her fixed because you know i'm i i drew the line in the sand right then and there my first litter i'm like i'm not gonna breed a dog that i know has a genetic health issue plus the vet had been a vet for something years. And uh, so I paid $4,000, uh, no puppy. And then I couldn't breed her anymore. Her first litter, one and done. No pups, nothing. But I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm grateful that she's even alive. And then somehow I'm looking on Instagram, right? Somehow I stumbled upon Southern Justice Kane Corso's Instagram page. <laughs> and uh, I seen a picture of Rhonda Rousey as a pup. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, I'm like, that dog is everything I want in a Corso. She looks incredible. I'm like, let me reach out to him. And I was like, Hey, she's still available. They're like, yep, she's still available. I'm like, how much? And they're like, it's this much. And I'm like, okay, can I give you half now? And then um, the other half on Friday, and I'll come and get her. And they're like, yeah, for sure. So boom, send them half right away, locked her in. And then uh, they were looking at my page, and they're like, man, too bad you live in Arizona. They were in Keystone Heights, Florida. They're like, we would love to use, potentially use your stud Maximus. Like, he's a good looking dog. Like, And I said, really? And they're like, yeah. And uh, I was like, well, if you want to use them as a stud, let me know when I'll uh, drive to Florida and bring them. And they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'll drive to Florida and freaking bring them and pick up Rhonda. Let me know when your female's in heat. So they asked like a bunch of questions and they want to know about his bite and like his pedigree and all this stuff. Very, they were very, uh, detail oriented. They knew what they want, what they want. you know, they've had Corsos for years and they're quality breeders. Shout out to Lisa and Cliff at Southern Justice Cane Corso. I love you guys. Um, I'll forever be grateful. Um, Rhonda, like she, she, uh, she was one of a kind and unfortunately um i i haven't even posted this on on um my social media but unfortunately uh rhonda her stomach flipped and i didn't catch it fast enough and she passed away and so um i'm not sharing this to like i don't want your sympathy and and that's why i didn't post it on my social media because I, like, I don't want people's sympathy or like, I don't want attention. I, I just was like, when it happened, I was like, I just want to grieve, you know? Like, I just, I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. I was super depressed, to be honest, um, suicidal for a little bit after it happened because when Maximus passed away, Rhonda was there for me. She literally was right there for me. Like she, Maximus used to come and lay next to my pillow and he would lay his head half on the pillow and half on my shoulder. And when Maximus died, I'll never forget. I'm laying in my bed crying and Rhonda comes up to me, hops in my bed and comes and lays in the same position that Maximus did. (sighs) Sorry, guys. I'm trying not to cry right now. (sighs) So, Ronda and I's bond was one of a kind for sure. She She was a hell of a dog. Sorry, guys. that dog man Anyways so Lisa and Cliff said they want to use Maximus as a stud They said they have this female she'll be coming into heat soon and they'll let me know when she's in heat and uh I said give me a day's notice I'll, I'll be on the way within 24 hours and they're like really and I'm like yeah I'm like okay so <laughs> it works out perfectly I, I really believe it was meant to be we uh they hit me up and they're like hey she's in feet she's in she's coming in the heat and uh I said okay I'll be on the way tomorrow I'll text you when I'm on the way And I rented a Jeep from enterprise and my piece of crap Cadillac was in the shop. I think (laughs) it was broke down again. And, uh, so I rented a Jeep and Maximus and I drove, um, I think it was like freaking 2000 miles. It was from, um, Goodyear, Arizona. I was living there with my brother at the time. We rented a house together in uh, Goodyear. And I drove uh, from Goodyear to Keystone Heights, Florida. And I remember, like, people were like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why are you driving across the country, man? You're crazy. Like, what's, you know, what are you doing? And uh, I said, man, I want this dog. And I want to breed this dog. So I'm going to make this, I'm going to make it happen. So. Drove there. Oh, yeah. And on the way, I pulled over at a truck stop. Lost Maximus in the middle of the night. Some truck driver helped me find him with a flashlight. He wandered off in a field. And then uh, I got a freaking speeding ticket. And (laughs) then I finally made it to Cliff and Lisa's house. And they were so welcoming and kind. And they welcomed me into their home and cooked a Freaking delicious meal, steak, and had had some beers, and we did the breeding, and and got Rhonda, and I'll never forget when I got there. Rhonda literally wanted nothing to do with me, like she was like, "I'm not fucking with this dude." Like, literally, she was like, wanted nothing to do with me. So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I just drove all this way, and like, I'm in love with this saga and she like despises me like she wants nothing to do with me i'm like oh my gosh so uh, i remember lisa said um oh don't worry paul you'll uh you'll be best friends by the time you get home and i was like all right sure enough we bonded on the ride home we became best friends ever since then until she passed away but uh yeah so we did the breeding it was successful um that produced a lot of legendary dogs. Um, Southern Justice is Grizzly. If you follow Southern Justice, you know him. He's a beast. Fawn male, they kept from that litter. Odin, Freya, a lot of amazing dogs came from that. So that was technically my third female, Kane Corso, but that was uh, Rhonda, but she was like the the one that actually, you know, boom, she was like my, I hit the jackpot with her, if you will, like the lottery. She was my foundation female. And then uh, I got um, Exquisites Cashmere from Exquisite Connie Corso here in Arizona. And she played a major, major role in my program. And she was a super solid um, producing female. And she helped me establish my breeding program. Her and Rhonda, for sure, were like the staples. They were like the pillars of my breeding program. And that's what I built it from. And then, uh, yeah, after there, um, I uh, bred Maximus and uh, Cashmere and Maximus and Rhonda eventually and uh kept some pups from those litters and i then i also got enza and pixie and i got them as adult females and then they ended up being um part of my breeding program and some of my foundation females as well and so once i got rhonda cashmere enza and pixie then that's when it was like boom like that i had four hitters like four solid producing females and then I just kept, you know, kept on going from there, and uh, I would try and keep, you know, a puppy um, from there, uh, from like each litter, as a, and sometimes multiple puppies, and <clears throat> just kept on, boom, building the program, growing from there, and then uh, now, like, it's awesome. I've I have clients in uh, New York, New Jersey, freaking um all over i got my first international client in uh africa my best friend Amor got a got a puppy and uh he um he took her to africa she's in africa and yeah just kept on grinding growing it from there but i want to share like some things that happened along the way so Um, during that process of building and growing the program, I was, uh, renting a house. So as I mentioned in the first episode, when I got Maximus, I was living with my mom in Mesa. And then my brother and I, Christopher, uh, got a place in Goodyear together. We were renting a house. And then, uh, we ended, I ended up moving out of there and getting my own place on 67th Ave and Lower Buckeye. I was renting a house. So my lease, I was supposed to have like was it like two or three dogs and i had 11 so um i think it was like a two and a half year lease so i've been there like a year and a half right no issues everything's cool made friends with the neighbors and then out of the blue the landlord hits me up and she's like uh, not the landlord the owner of the home because i was using uh i was renting from a property management company and I'm not going to say their name because I don't want to get sued or anything, but they were really shitty just to say, you know, they, they did me so dirty. Like if I would have had money for a lawyer, I would have went to court and sued the shit out of them. But, oh, well, that's a, you know, whatever it is, what it is, what it could have, should have. Right. So the owner of the house contacts me and she's like, Hey, I'm tired of using, oh, I almost said the name beep property management company they suck um, do you want to terminate your lease early and I'm like, no like I'm not I'm not ready to move I'm planning on moving once I once my lease is up and she's like, oh well you know I really need to terminate your lease early and I'm like no, I don't want to so she was like, okay, well, whatever so she was on a mission in my mind after that to freaking find a way to kick me out of there. So long story short, um, renters warehouse serves me, but they didn't even really serve me because they put it in my mailbox. Like they said they knocked on, they had like someone knock on the door and I didn't answer, so they left it in the mailbox. Like they didn't even, they didn't even serve me, but the owner of the house was friends with my neighbor, So she contacted my neighbor was trying to dig up dirt on me, found out that I got a bunch of dogs. So they served me papers to do a surprise home inspection to verify that I'm not violating my lease. And so I'm, I'm in the house letting the dogs out, you know, getting ready this at this time, I still have my business I had before uh, the dog business. And so I was doing both at the time because the dog business wasn't built up, you know, like that. So it, it took a while To get to the point to build it up to where I'm making enough money. I can make a living from just breeding dogs. So I was still doing the other business for the first few years. And uh, all of a sudden, someone rings my freaking doorbell, right? So I'm like, what the hell? Like, who's ringing my doorbell? I don't really have a lot of people over. I kind of keep to myself. Stay out of the mix. Stay out of drama that way. So, and of course, they ring the freaking doorbell. Hold on. I need some more Dutch bros. Yo, Dutch bros, when are you going to sponsor me and my dogs? We're always representing for you. Hit me up. I need a Dutch bros sponsorship. Hey, so uh, they ring the doorbell. And like all my dogs start going off. Like I said, I had 11 or 12 dogs and a litter of 11 puppies at the time. And I opened the door. And it's a guy from Renner's Warehouse. He's in the Renner's Warehouse polo and he's in the Renner's Warehouse car. He's like, hey, Mr. Hole, uh, I'm, you know. Oh no, I just said the name. Oh, well, who cares? Fuck them. They suck anyways. Um... (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. So uh... (laughs) I can't believe I just let it slip oh oh well so (laughs) i'm like yo he's like i'm here doing inspection we got you know a complaint or report that you're violating your lease by having more than two dogs or three dogs I'm like what are you talking about and they're like yeah we served you this notice and told you we're coming i'm like i didn't get nothing like yeah we served you and i'm like no you didn't i didn't receive nothing i didn't sign for nothing you know i have no idea what you're talking about And he's like, oh, yeah, it says here we left in your mailbox. I'm like, that doesn't count. And he's like, sir, I need to come inside to do an inspection of the home. I was like, "Nah, man, you ain't coming in. He's like, all right, well, uh, I'm just going to call the police then. And then uh, I'll wait for them to come. And then I'm going to come in either way. So, you know, let me know what you want to do. And I was like, damn, well, I'm kind of busted at this point. So I'm like, all right, whatever, come in. So I let them in, long story short, they evicted me because I broke my lease. I was only supposed to have two or three dogs. So they freaking kicked me out. So my first litter that I finally had, right? My first, actually technically my second litter, of course, puppies, cause Chaos and her litter was my first one, but the puppy didn't make it and she almost didn't make it, thank God she did. So my freaking first actual litter where I have puppies that made it, right? um i get evicted and i'm like oh my gosh i don't know what i'm gonna do like i have 11 12 13 dogs at the time and i got a hyundai accent if you guys don't know what those cars are it's like a little freaking go-kart it's like a little four-door car i can't even fit all my dogs in my freaking car so i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do right i get evicted they're like you got you know x amount of days to get out so my dad he had just got divorced he was living in rio rancho new mexico and he's like yo you could come and stay here and and until you figure out you know what you're gonna do or like get get another place lined up so i'm like all right bet like i'll move um i'll just move to rio rancho because i like i had friends that were like yo you could stay here but like we are not gonna like like you can't have you can't bring all your dogs bro like that's like they're that's just like crazy, and I'll never forget the feeling like I literally felt like a failure like i was I was so i i was like, man, I failed my dogs like we don't have nowhere to go, and like growing up homeless like that's why one of the reasons why I worked so hard so that I could have a place for me and my dogs like they could have a yard and you know. I'm like, man, I feel like such a bum. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't have nowhere else to go. I hadn't found another place to rent yet. So I'm like, all right, bet. I'm just going to go stay with my dad. So imagine moving uh, all the way. It was like a eight-hour drive from from uh, Phoenix to freaking Rio Rancho, New Mexico. So imagine trying to move with like 12 dogs and freaking a litter of 11 puppies. So I had to rent a van, rent a U-Haul, rent a trailer, called up my dog, my right hand man, my brother from another mother, Trevor Jeremy Harold, called up this fool. I'm like, bro, I need you. He's like, what's good, I got you. I'm like, bro, we gotta bust the mission, bro. He's like, what's the mission? I'm like, we gotta move my shit to New Mexico because I'm homeless. I got 12 dogs 12 grown dogs and a litter of 11 puppies so i need you to drive the van i didn't even have my van at the time i rented one and i'll drive the u-haul with the trailer and the hyundai on the back so literally guys we loaded up all my stuff in the freaking u-haul moved to rio rancho new mexico with my first litter of puppies and all my dogs we I literally I had puppies in the U-Haul, I had dogs in the Hyundai on the trailer and then the rest were in the van with with Harold and uh we made it work and then I was like looking and looking and I and I told myself I was like man, I never want to be in this position again, right? So like I told myself like man, I I was like I I got to try and find a place that sorry, I'm adjusting my microphone sitting up. I'm like, I gotta find a place that will allow me and all my dogs because I don't want to ever go through this again. And I don't ever want my dogs to go through this again. Like it was the worst feeling ever. So I I was looking and looking and looking, and I couldn't freaking find a place. And then all like out of nowhere. I got blessed with this incredible opportunity. Um, My brother, Christopher, introduced me to someone and uh, he was a realtor and he knew um, he managed this guy's properties. He was like an out of country investor. He lives like in Canada and uh, he was basically willing to buy a property for me with the intention of renting it to me for at least five years three to five years with the option to buy at the end of my lease. And he knew um, like the dog business and like, he knew like, that's what I did. Right. And so I was looking at, at places and working out the details of the arrangement. And then uh, I finally, like I went to like several, several places and I finally found, uh found this place I'm in in Buckeye and it was a, beautiful home in Buckeye, um, on an acre with a fenced in yard. And it even had a building in the back. And I turned that into my dog building eventually. And, uh, it was just incredible. Just like, it's like, wow. Like God really like had a plan for me. This, this wasn't just like, sorry. I heard puppies freaking crying. But uh, it was like God really had a plan for me because it wasn't like um, I I was like really questioning everything. I'm like, man, I'm like homeless, you know, like what am I going to do? And then boom, it turned out to be a, the biggest blessing because I ended up getting this place in Buckeye. And so but then there's that's the thing, guys. Like I said, I was still building the dog business. It wasn't to the point yet where I can make enough money to earn a living from it. And so I had to still try and run my other business while I'm in New Mexico and the dog business and then get the money to move in. So I literally like spent, I think it was like first month's rent, last month's rent and a security deposit So it came out to like, I like 5,500, I want to say. And like, that was like all my money I had at the time, literally. Like I spent all my money to move into this house. And I like, literally, I didn't even have money to like rent a U-Haul to get to Arizona. I just knew, I'm like, I need a place for me and my dogs. So here's the opportunity. Boom, I spent all my money and uh, locked in the place. Harold held me out, met up with the, the property manager, got the keys and stuff, and uh, held down the fort until I moved there. And then I moved to Buckeye. And when I moved to Buckeye, I've been here five and a half years now. Um, that's when like things changed. Like this house and this property with this amount of space, like no doubt in my mind, if if this did not happen, I wouldn't have been able to groan um, solidity into what it is today. And then also, to be honest, I wouldn't have been able to start Buckeye First Impression Frenchies because I didn't have the space, you know, like I had a freaking small, regular size yard, like, I mean, it wasn't small, but like, compared to this, it was, but it was just like a normal, like, you know, residential neighborhood that, that had stupid HOA. And so it was, it turned out to be like a blessing in disguise. And the point, the point of this, is the point of saying all this is like first of all like trust the process trust god trust you know your higher power whatever you believe in um i i try not to like cram you know my personal beliefs down people's throats you know with my businesses like i keep it professional but god has played a part a major part in my life like if it wasn't for him i know i wouldn't be where i am today so i got to give credit where it's due so i do you know i do mention it like god blessed me and and open up these doors for me i no doubt in my mind like i almost died like so many times in my life and i didn't and it's because god had a plan for me so shout out to god shout out to, like for real so god blessed me with this house and this opportunity in buckeye and then that's where boom things like just took off and uh just really started just grinding and I realized like, alright, this is it. You know, I gotta capitalize on this opportunity. And uh yeah, now it's it's eight and a half years in and hopefully uh within the next year or two, um I I would love to buy this place. We'll see how the housing market goes and how much they want for it. But I would love to buy this place in the next year or two. And if I don't, then I'm gonna The goal is I want to get 40 acres in Seligman and then I want to buy a place either in Buckeye or Tonopah so I could be like an Arizona snowbird (laughs) like during the summer I want to be at the property up north in Seligman with the dogs where it's cooler it's a higher elevation so it doesn't get that hot and then I want to live down here in the valley during the winter because I don't like the snow like I like to go see the snow playing it you know but I don't want to be like stuck in the snow I know I'm not doing that so that's the goal and dream um, that's what I'm gonna do eventually but you know slow so, um, baby steps like just I'm just focused on being consistent and uh, just keeping on grinding trying to get better become you know better version of myself just keep focused on growing in every area of life because that's the thing guys like it's more than just about it's it's more like business like I know you can get caught up in like, like me personally, I get caught up in the grind and like the day to day, you know? And so like, I, I, I get distracted by like worrying about like, oh, I got to pay for this. I hopefully I, you know, get some sales by this day so I can do this and this, like, it's freaking stressful. Like it's, it's, it's not for the faint hearted. Like it, there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I got freaking gray hairs already. I'm 32. Like, it's it's uh, it's a lot, but it's it's also very rewarding to see the love and joy that these these puppies, and then of course once they're adult dogs bring into people's lives, it, it's the best feeling in the world. Like getting messages from my clients and they send me videos or they send me pictures and texts and they say that they share the impact that the dog had on their life. Like to me, like there's no better feeling than that because I know all the love and joy that these dogs bring into my life. Like I really couldn't imagine my life without my dogs. So getting to get paid to help other people experience that as well it's like, honestly, like the best thing ever. It it almost feels like too good to be true. Sometimes like, it's like, wow, like I hit the freaking lottery. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a blessing. Like it's a dream of mine. It's a goal. And it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. Just, just to be able to, to do it, you know? And, and sometimes I got to remind myself of that. Like I used to pray for this life that I'm living now. Like I got to, remain grateful and and uh not get caught up in the day-to-day stuff so much and just like remain grateful and positive because when you have an attitude of gratitude it's impossible to be sad mad stressed depressed so that's that's my that's that's how i'm gonna end this one an attitude of gratitude that's what i'm focused on that's a big focus point in my life right now having an attitude of gratitude because in reality it could always be worse and so we got to focus on the positive and so it's crazy guys uh let me just say this actually before before I wrap it up I used to dream right I said man I want to I want to breed these dogs full time for a living and have some land right and now I'm literally doing exactly that but now I've come to realize I'm just be transparent and honest with you guys and if you know you're my client and we chopped it up I might have told you this as well but now that I'm in this position of like breeding dogs full time for a living and like this is what I do for for my career you know like this is how I survive pay my rent pay you know my bills buy dog food all that kind of stuff like this is it right so if i lose a litter or if like i lose a puppy or puppies or a dog like it's you know impacting like the bottom line and so now that i'm doing it i'm like man i don't like being in the position where i'm like dang i i hope i get this sale so i could pay this bill by this date so i recently started doing a side hustle uh doing amazon flex just so I could have like some money coming in. Um, it just helps to have like a consistent uh, source of income. Because like I mentioned earlier, you know, I just lost uh, two litters of Frenchie puppies. It was eight puppies. And uh, let's say on the low end, you know, I sold those puppies for 3000 That's 24000 right there. Just boom, took it to the chin, you know. And so it's not like I was sitting there like, I I don't count my eggs before they hatch anymore. I learned that lesson the hard way. So it's not like I was sitting there like, "Oh, I'm I'm counting on this litter to pay my bills, pay my rent, you know, or buy dog food." Like I wasn't counting it before, you know, I'm not counting my eggs before they hatch. But then the freaking puppies were born, they hatched and they didn't make it and I was like, "Oh, man, like it was just it was tough because it's like, man, like that was a massive hit, you know, and it just is so discouraging and then Um, I took another loss with a, had some health issues with another friend. She had, you know, now she's not able to be bred anymore, paid $6,000 for her. Unfortunately, uh, didn't get another puppy or a refund from the breeder. So, um, that's just a $6,000 L. So it's like between that, the litter, that's like 30 grand, just boom. And I'm like, oh man, but, uh, I didn't come this far to quit, you know, like I, I really do. I, I love this. And like, I got a message from what would have been my. So it was my brother's, the mother of his children's little brother. So I don't know, maybe my brother-in-law, if they would have ended up getting married, but they didn't, but, uh, our families, I kind of like st- stayed in touch and stuff. And uh, he told me earlier today, he was like, hey, man, how you doing? And I just told him, I said, man, honestly, like lately I've just been kind of in a funk. And I told him what was going on and I'm just like feeling discouraged. And he said, hey, he's like, hey, man, keep on going, bro. Like you're doing good. And I look up to you and there's a lot of us in our family that look up to you. And I was like. I'm like, man, that's, like, you can't quit, bro. Like, now it's bigger than me. Because if I was to quit, I feel like I'm doing my clients, my potential clients, a disservice. My dogs, the dogs I've lost, Maximus, Rhonda, Freya. I feel like I, 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 I'd be quitting on them almost in a sense, you know, like I, I made this decision and I'm like, I'm going to honor their legacy. I'm going to keep on going for Maximus, for Rhonda, for the people that look up to me, for my clients that love me and support me unconditionally. Now it's evolved into this. And so now it's like, wow, man, like this is, this is so much bigger. It's not just me anymore. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. And honestly, sometimes it's... It's <laughs> it's pressure, you know? It's, it's uh, hard for me to <clears throat> think, like... People look up to me? Like, gosh, I feel like a freaking loser sometimes. I'm like, they look up to me? Like, what the... I'm like to think like, I'm a role model, like what? I'm a mentoree. Like I used to be mentored when I was young, you know, I had, I had a mentor coming to my life, my life. His name was Reed Lark and, uh, he came into my life and he helped me, no doubt helped me become the man I am today. He, we, I used to go and do landscaping with him, detail cars. He would pay me and he taught me how to iron my clothes and like, he always had a clean car. He'd always wash his car and keep it clean. And I learned a lot from him and he led by example and and he took initiative and stepped up and, and he was a mentor to me. So now I'm like, I try to pay it forward, try and be a good role model, try and mentor, you know, younger kids, like whether it's my niece or nephews or, you know, other people's kids. Now, like, I try and keep that fresh in my head. Like, it's not just about you, Paul. Like, this is bigger than you. Like, now, like, this is like, I have a moral duty and obligation. That Like, this is, I'm serving. It's not just me anymore. Like, it's not just about me. And uh, that helps me keep going. On the times like now, recently, you know, when I've been feeling down and discouraged, like all this kind of stuff, like I think about it and it just inspires me and makes me want to keep going and keep striving to like be better and to learn and improve. And, and like I always say, like, keep it pushing. We got to keep it pushing. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I, uh, I've been getting a ton of feedback from everyone. You guys are awesome. Like, thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives and days to sit down or stand up, whatever, and listen to my podcast. Like, this was a dream and goal of mine, and uh, it wouldn't be possible without you guys. So, so I love you. Thank, thank you for that. God bless y'all. Like, you guys are awesome. Um, We're up and live on Apple Podcasts now as well. So, uh, not just Spotify. We're on Apple as well. So, make sure you give us a review. Um, like, subscribe, share the show. And until next time, y'all be blessed and uh, stay safe out there. Have a good day. Thanks again. I appreciate it. All right. Peace.